0: Check out my podcast show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman, Thursdays at 9 p.m. I talk about everything and anything. I'm all about sharing what I know and about learning as well. Shout out to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tonight's episode is about mental health and trauma. You're listening to my show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. I'm your hostess, Bariqua Angie. To call in, the number is 844-818-4433. You can catch us on thewakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. So as I've been saying, some can relate, some appreciate, and some hate. So I went into, as usual, I always have to look for the meanings of anything that I'm about to talk about. So it says, what is mental health? So mental health includes our emotional, physiological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices mental health is important at every stage of life from childhood and adolescence through adulthood so here it says over the course of your life if you experience mental health problems your thinking mood and behavior could be affected many factors contribute to men- mental health problems including it could be biological factors such as genes or brain brain chemistry life experiences such as trauma or abuse family history of mental health problems here it did talk about things like bipolar schizophrenia anxiety PTSD all of that that's mentioned when it comes to like mental health and illness so early warning signs which these are things we rarely ever think about depending if you know it's not something you've been around and not something that we usually would know So, early warning signs would be eating or sleeping too much or too little, pulling away from people and usual activities, having low or no energy, feeling numb or like nothing matters, having unexplained aches and pains, feeling helpless or hopeless, smoking, drinking, or using drugs more than usual. Feeling unusually confused, forgetful, on edge, angry, upset, worried, or scared. Yelling or fighting with family or friends. Experience severe mood swings that cause problems in relationships. Having persistent thoughts and memories you can't get out of your head. Hearing voices or believing things that are not true. Thinking of harming yourself or others inability to perform daily tasks like taking care of your kids or getting to work to school. I notice, as I'm reading this, I feel like I relate to some of these things here. I actually wanted to get into something else. um, Things that are considered trauma. It says, when a child feels intensely threatened by an event he or she is involved in or witnesses, we call that an event a trauma trauma. There is a range of traumatic events or trauma types to which children and adolescents can be exposed. So there's things like bullying, community violence, complex trauma. Someone is bullying, it says, is a deliberate unsolicited action that occurs with the intent of inflicting social, emotional, physical, psychological harm, community violence, complex trauma will describe both children's exposure to multiple traumatic events. They talk about disasters, natural disasters, include hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes, early childhood trauma, generally refers to the traumatic experience that occurred to children aged zero to six years old. Intimate partner violence, also referred to as domestic violence, occurs when an individual purposely causes harm or threatens the risk of harm to any past or current partner or spouse. Medical trauma, pediatric medical trauma, traumatic stress refers to a set of psychological responses of children and their families to single or multiple medical events. There's physical abuse occurs when a parent or caregiver commits an act that results in physical injury to a child or adolescent. There's also sexual abuse, child sexual abuse in any interaction between a child and an adult, sex trafficking, and terrorism and violence. This is actually a lot. And then there's also traumatic grief. While many children adjust well after death, other children have ongoing difficulties that interfere with everyday life. Hold on. Ooh. So now let's go back to what I was looking at. I was like, some of them I can relate to. And I'm actually going to get a little bit personal because that's the whole point behind these type of things, too, about basically, you know, you're sharing your experiences with, you know, other people out there. And like I said, I've never had a problem talking about some of the things that I have been through because I always felt that it would, you know, it would help somebody else. And especially people can relate to the things you go to and basically letting people know that, you know, you're not alone in these situations. So with mine, as I was actually looking at this, and I feel like it started when I was young because I've been through sexual abuse. I've been through intimate partner violence. And I feel that has caused many things as i noticed as i was growing up i guess the way i would act as a child i was really scared when it came to certain things i really kind of um i just noticed that i was different i was very like i said i was really i kept to myself very isolated things like it was talking about, you You keep having thoughts of certain things that have happened because between the sexual abuse was something that happened when I was eight at the time and this was in Puerto Rico visiting family and then also with the domestic violence was something I witnessed as a child as well with my mother and my brother's um, father that I actually witnessed as well as a kid. So with all of that kind of... I guess, how do you say, like... It just changed me as I was growing up. Again, keeping to myself. I even had moments where there's times I was like, I didn't really care. I had moments where I just thought, like, you know... I either wanted to kill myself and things like that. But as I got older... I feel like it changed but I was just still having those moments where it was kind of like I was really angry at other people for things that nobody did to me but I was just so mad at everybody else I was very judgmental I just I was just like I said very just mad for no reason I mean I know exactly why but I'm just saying towards the person they didn't do anything to me I was just mad at everybody And again, and this is from young to adolescent to where we get to the point of me being an adult. And that was also choices and the decisions I made, especially when it came to partners and people that I was involved with. Because at that time I was going through like low self-esteem I didn't see myself the way I do now. (laughs) So those choices, I felt like that kind of trickled into my life as well. Meeting the people that it continue the cycle of people still trying to cause me some type of harm. And when it comes to the trauma, again, it was things that I was just like, I was scared at the time. I would go through the domestic violence because, like I said, even though I witnessed it, I even went through it. At that time, I was really scared. I didn't think ever about, like, you know, let me stand up for myself, defending myself. It was just things that I was like, you know what? I went through it. And I didn't really. I didn't really think anything about it. And these are the type of things that when you really think about, you know, to talk to your friends and family, because I noticed that one main important thing is at that time back then, as I was experiencing all this stuff, you know, what never really came up actually seeking some type of therapy, actually speaking to someone, this was something that I was going through by myself and having to figure out how to get through this. Not really understanding what was going on. What was most of the, you know, what was the anger about and things like that. Because like I said, I really had this thing where I was always kind of angry. Even speaking to my mother, like it was a way of me always yelling at her, being mad, just... Me actually, I guess, how expressing myself, that's how it would come out. It was never a moment of me actually being able to to speak calmly and to really think about things. It was just more of like, you know, what do you want? And what's this going on? And it was just a lot of anger. And when I kind of look at this, too, it's kind of like I noticed that the drinking was one, but it wasn't like an everyday thing. I felt like whenever I would go through something and it was more of a social thing, I noticed that I would have the habit of drinking to the point that I would just be completely wasted, not even thinking like, let me just have a nice little drink. I would just drink till I just got to the point where I'm that sloppy drunk. So it was just, it's really a lot. Like I said, therapy was never brought up. Even when my mom knew And it took years later for me to actually bring it up about the sexual abuse. Again, nothing was never brought up about me seeking therapy. And as I got older and when I get to speak to my friends about the type of stuff that has happened to me and that I've been able to open up to them, they always talk about that. They were like, you need to seek some type of help, go see someone, you know talk about what's going on and things like that. Maybe it will help. They were like, maybe they can give you ways to kind of how to, how to deal and, um, you know, and kind of get through this. And this is another thing that I'm just kind of like, it sucks when I feel like sometimes the pattern continues within the family and it just really sucks because then you're just kind of like, I always made sure that everybody else was okay first before I made sure I was okay making sure that everybody else would seek some type of help and let them get therapy but I never thought about that for myself so but yeah these things can be these things are really traumatic and it really does change how you see things and how you act but like I said as I've gotten older it's It's a work in progress because, like I said, even though my mom knows about what happened, um, the domestic violence, that took time before I was actually able to get to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be quiet about this. I'm not going to deal with this. Whoever I met and the minute that they put their hand on me, I was like, one time was good enough for me. I wasn't going to be my mother years later being in a relationship, knowing that this is all that was happening. I was just got to the point. I was like, you know what? This is not me. This is not what I, I don't want this at all. But these are all things that, you know, it takes time. It takes time and it takes the right people to find, to, you know, to be able to, like I said, it just sucks that as I got older, and being able to, to talk to people about this it's kind of been, you know, now, like I said, now it's where we talk about seeking some type of help or some type of therapy. But again, and also times have changed because this was back in the 80s. And now when things do happen, at least those options are brought up. I did want to talk about. And I'm trying to see if I missed anything. I do want to talk about when it comes to mental health, especially in in the Black community, because it's really disappointing. And I actually was Googling and trying to see some things about the difference between when it comes to, to white and Black. Many times that there have been Incidents of when it comes to when it came to somebody who was white Caucasian and actually hurt killed or did something it was always that they had some type of mental illness nothing ever that from times that we all see when we watch in the news or we talk about it it's rare that anything ever happens to them compared to a black person and it seems that It seems that black people are made to seem like they have no type of mental illness, which it's like it makes you sit back and think, like, what kind of world do we live in where this is the way people think? Like, why is it okay for the white person to have some type of mental illness, but the black person doesn't have that? Like, I don't know where that works. It's, it's again, like I said, in the school that I work with, with the kids with disabilities, there's all types of races, race and genders there, both boy and girl, whoever they are, whether white, black, Hispanic, Asian, all types. So it's just like, why is one more important than the other? Why don't we ever talk about it? and at times that when situations have happened when a black person was killed and mental illness is brought up they never want to apologize or say you know that we understand and it just really sucks that that's the type of world we live in where we're here divided and that it seems that it's okay for one race and it's not okay for the other which is something that I will never understand because again, I feel like we are people, we are human beings. I feel like we all go through things. It has nothing to do with one race that only they go through things when everybody else is like, fuck it. No such thing. Like when I always say, when something happens, it doesn't matter who it is. It has nothing to do with color. It's, it's an everybody thing. Mental illness takes anybody Traumatic experiences can happen to anybody. It doesn't have to be a specific race or gender at all. But again, like I said, this is the type of world that we live in that I feel like these are conversations that we do need to have and we do need to talk about. And I did want to read because I actually did go and Google about mental health in the black community. So it says, the Black community suffers from an increased rate of mental health concerns, including anxiety and depression. The increased incidence of psychological difficulties in the Black community is re- related to the lack of access to appropriate and cultural response, responsive mental health care. Prejudice and racism inherent in the daily environment of Black individuals and historical trauma enacted on the Black community by the medical field. It says research suggests that the adult black community is 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems, such as major depressive disorder or general- generalized anxiety disorder. It says, additionally, black emerging adults from 18 to 25 also experience higher rates of mental health problems and lower rates of mental health service utilization compared to white emerging adults and older black adults and then I feel like it's true Um, I've actually been lucky because I do have some sort of insurance because I'm thinking if I didn't even have these things basically of course going to seek some type of therapy is not going to be cheap it's not cheap at all because of the insurance I have, I can actually go see someone for free, whether they even charge it off of their, whatever they do, but I don't have to come out of pocket. And this is the thing that is very important about that too, that because of the fact that certain people can't pay, certain people can't get some type of help or treatment. This is why there are so many issues out there. And, again, every time I just sit back and just think about a lot of the things that happen, I feel a lot of things can actually be fixed and resolved, but it's just, again, I always say it's not the type of world we live in where it's not going to (laughs) happen. Where it's not going to be the same and we're not going to be considered equal and, you know, and everybody's going to be equal in, in many type of things which will never happen. But, um... mental health yeah it's it's a very serious thing like i said it's something that affects many people and it's true because like i said i've i've been there so many things besides just the fact of the factors that they gave it's just certain people in your life um people that with that whole like Negativity and the type of stuff that they bring to you as well. And I feel that the mental health of many other things can also affect you in a way internally as well, depending on what it is. Because I've had moments where even just dealing with, I can't even say a partner. Um, can I just say maybe with the co-parenting? things like that are really stressful and it really plays a part as well because I get into into a place where I become depressed I'm sad I'm crying I feel like that's what I'm doing half the time moments where I will do this where nobody else will see me I will keep things to myself which is never a good thing but it's like you know it sucks because at the same time I feel like certain people won't really talk to other people about this type of stuff either because they feel like you know what they don't want to be a bother they don't want to be a bother they don't want people to look at them differently because of what they're going through there was even actors who as they say like They were like, check on your friend who always looks happy because you never know. It will be people like we've seen many actors and comedians where you will never think. Again, we don't live with them, but you see them and you will never think like there was anything ever wrong with them. And then next thing you know, we're hearing things about they committed suicide. And then sometimes we're just kind of like, we really can't, can't believe it. Because again, we're seeing people thinking that, you know, they're so happy and we will never know that anything was ever wrong.
1: Okay. Well, the radio can hear us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So when you're, you're talking about, uh, mental health and, um, see mental health has always been around for a long time um you know my grandmother used to say when the mind no longer works you're no good to anyone no matter how good you look don't matter what you have how much money you have once your mind is gone it's gone and you're no good to anyone and I thought about the fact that you you talked about no one spoke about therapy now I'm gonna say this to you is that yeah, nobody speaks about uh, therapy in our community, if that makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But um, when we get to a certain age, we kind of say to ourselves, how do I fix these broken pieces of glasses? Because <laughs> that, that's what you feel like sometimes. Some days are okay, you know. But some days, everything just feels so so uh, broken and bruised and sharp-edged uh, almost like splinter, you know, and um, I don't think, uh, I, you know, whatever happened to us, whether it was uh, all the traumas we've been through, you're not going to get an apology from that person. If that person is alive or dead, they're well rested. That's one thing I, I, I learned at therapy. Um, other than that, I hated. I, I went and I kind of picked out therapists. It didn't last. I never lasted long with a therapy because I I didn't like what they had. (sighs) Maybe it's me. You know, I said, maybe it's me. I went. I said, you know what? I've got to resolve things. I've got to get it off my chest. I can't live like this. I've got to tell someone, right? Because when you're going through it, you're a child and you're afraid to speak. And then you get old enough where you're like, I can speak. I can yell at the top of the mountains. And um, here you are sitting there talking to a stranger. This motherfucker sitting there looking at you, judgmental. Sometimes not judgmental. It ju- it just depends. I've been to, and and here's the thing: never diagnosed with anything. Cause here's the thing: you always gonna think you're gonna come out and someone's gonna say, "No, bitch, you take these pills, you're crazy." No, nope, couldn't find nothing wrong with me. Just somebody that suffered <laughs> as a child. <laughs> there's there's no um, <sighs> there's no diagnosis for the innocence being ruined. There's no diagnosis for it's traumas, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's something that you have to kind of day by day. It's like an uphill battle. Or like, you ever been at the beach and you swim out too far and then you kind of panic because the land looks too tiny? And then, but you're like, I can make it back to land. I'm not going to die here. I'm not going to die on this ocean or lake or whatever the fuck. And so when it comes to mental health i think it's something that if you don't want it for yourself nobody's going to give it to you mama's not going to give it to you daddy's not going to give it to you they're not going to give it to you because exactly everybody's going through their own trauma and i think a lot of times uh this is a cycle so who knows if our mothers went through it or our grandmothers or because they don't say anything do you get what i'm saying And that was my thing. That was my uh, thing. Like, when I was having uh, my children, I said, listen, I'm going to get them early. Listen, nobody touches you here. My children were big, fat mouths. They're called snitches. I made sure they were snitches. I don't care if you took the last fucking popcorn or the last (laughs) ice cube. Like, I literally raised. Yeah, they're telling. They're telling. You know? Um, So but when you were saying what you were going through like um i totally felt that but one thing you have to realize like you're not like alone right not the michael jackson song but like for real you're not like alone like so many people suffer in silence things they deal with so with the domestic violence like there are other like literally two doors down someone's getting an ass kick right now do you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i think it's every what three seconds six seconds 12 seconds a child is being molested someone's being raped and another person like this shit is just like this shit is this warfare is disgusting um and so you can't even like beat up on yourself because sometimes when we're young we think it's awful i remember being in second grade and always crying and then never saying why I could cry, why I was crying. It's like I was afraid, right? Because there's that saying, oh, they'll come take you away, you know?
2: Mm. Oh, they'll take yeah. you away.
1: And so you're, you're like, I don't want to be away from my family. I can't stand you, but I don't want to be away from my family. And so there's this <laughs> fear that adults put in you and stuff like that. And, and then to, to relive that and go, well, damn, I wish I was brave enough to speak up. But at the end of the day, it's not even about being brave. It's that you didn't you didn't get broken. Does that make sense? Do you get what I'm saying? Mhm. Like even there are days where you feel like everything you've been through, whoever's listening, whether it was like abandonment or someone hurt you, you're still here and now i know about that suicide oh yo when i was 15 i was like super fucking suicide i was on i'd spend my whole day on top of the roof you know trying to figure out if i should jump I had a whole full conversation eight hour conversation with myself about if i should jump uh, from the fucking fourth fifth floor in brooklyn yeah didn't even make it to school and then by three o'clock I didn't you know all right no I'm not gonna jump today let's go back home <laughs> You know' miss the whole days I mean people don't even know like the things that people go through and and I think it's okay it's okay to express yourself it's okay to cry it's okay to scream it's okay to fucking yell nobody knows how you feel about you, but guess what they didn't break you you're here i I need you. Right? This is what I tell myself. Sometimes when I feel like I can't even... I feel like I can't even fucking make it no more. Like, I'm just like... I'm just so fucking through with this shit. Like, I'm waiting for the the, the sun to just hit the fuck... Scorch the earth, and that's it. And I can be like, oh, thank you. Hey, maker. Whoever made us. And... But then sometimes I'm like... Nah, nah. No, no, no. You did good. Angie, you did good, Angie. You raised children... You're working, you got your place, do you get what I'm saying? could be a little bit more money, we say, right, but no, no, you're not <laughs> like you're not like you know, if you needed something you could you would figure it out. Do you get what I'm saying? You're not as bad as most people, and I know you we and then we live in New York, so we've seen some really bad shit, right, yeah, and that's everywhere, but you can't beat up on yourself. And I understand when when people say uh, mental illness, my theory is that, mind you, I did five years in psychology. My theory is that um, it wasn't so much that I didn't believe in mental illness. I started thinking that mental illness were parasites. They were entities. They were demons. They were, you know, the shit they burn you at the stake for, you know? Mm. Yeah, and, and the reason I felt that way is because a lot of the traumas that we go through are when we're little, and when our spirit is open. And then, could you imagine now someone ruins you, like a beautiful flower, and now you're infested with insects? But it's you didn't bring the insects, do you? What I'm saying you're just different. You're cloudy. You're gloomy now. You're depressed what fucking eight-year-old should know what depression feels like what 12-year-old needs to know what that feels like and I I don't think people realize the trauma and I don't think parents pay attention because parents a bit I'm a parent right but you you get so busy that sometimes we don't think about the shit we went through so we we kind of forget to talk to our children and that's the one of the things that I always try to, and I know my children hate me. They don't hate me, but they get on me. Because I'll be like, anybody said anything weird to you? Anybody looked at you? Anybody did? And they're just like, no, no, no. And I'm just like, I'm asking. There will come a day. There will. And one day my daughter called me. She was, out in, um, she was out in West Palm Beach for the summer. And her, her aunt had a boyfriend. And they went to a, a quinceanera. And she said the her, her her aunt's boyfriend sat next to her and told her, "Oh, you're the you're the prettiest girl in the room." Yo, she texts me so fucking fast. <laughs> she was like, first of all, why is he talking to me?" Second, like she just went to this thing, and I kind of just was like, "I said something to her dad because that's not my side." I said something to, and then I kind of said to them, "Listen, she's not comfortable. She doesn't like people," and he didn't even <sighs> had like, a. What happened to us didn't happen to her, but it was at a level of like that uncomfortable feeling when someone older is trying to hit on you, and you're like, "I know you know I'm a little girl, bitch." Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> and so she didn't, like, she didn't, she didn't like that. And I was glad she was able to do that because I've been pushing that. Like, no, just tell me if you feel uncomfortable, just tell me. Do you get what I'm saying? I will get you out of it. I, I, never. That feeling stays with you for a long time. And especially if it's not one person, especially if it's different people. And henceforth, this is why I don't think it's just, it's not a mental illness. I Like you said, it's trauma. The trauma is attached to some type of parasite or entity or oh, a fucking fucked up shit they got going on with them. It's kind of latched onto you. And so it's almost like, a, um, oh, what are these, uh, these, uh maggots some type yeah i don't know it's like a bad horror and so i i just want to say like you know don't like fucking feel like you want to beat up on yourself or anybody listening or feeling you need to take your life because you know what how you are are the things that you've been through do you get what i'm saying maybe mm-hmm. you wouldn't be as compassionate maybe you wouldn't want to work with children maybe you wouldn't want to just all these things that you do for people maybe you wouldn't be this person you might be a selfish fucking prick if you didn't go through the things you went through i know that sounds fucked up right like no you had to go no you don't you know shit happens it's fucked no that it makes sense though mm-hmm. right you wouldn't like you just doing a show it's like Everything is like a cause and effect, cause and effect. And now it's like, you get to kind of just put your, put your, your, your story on a timeline. And if tomorrow, if tomorrow you drop dead, could you honestly say, listen, I did what the fuck I could. I was good. I was respectful of people. I gave people fucking space. I gave them time. I gave them my energy. God damn, I gave them my money. If I drop dead tomorrow, I am fucking good. And when you could say that, you go, ah, problem's not me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it kind of sounds narcissistic. Sorry, my mother and my grandfather's narcissistic. <laughs> Forgive me. But, yeah, no, that's just, just, just how I feel. And I, I know it's tough and stuff. I like a good uh, movie to make me cry. I think that helps me a lot. But somehow it triggers memories. You know, when you're watching something. Mm-hmm. It just triggers something, and you're crying like ridiculous. And then you know you could be with a, a set of other people, and they're like, "Damn, you're really into that movie," but nobody knows the trauma that's going on in the back of your head.
0: No, it's true because I feel like things that I've watched, and I'm just just watching, even if it's certain things I didn't go through. But I'm just like, I just feel sad and bad for them but if there were things that i went through it's just kind of like yeah it's true i i cry because i'm like damn that's kind of messed up you know having to see something like that it does kind of it gets me emotional so no and, and and it really does and
1: i i think a lot of the times i i could kind of like i don't know how your daughter's friends are but a lot of times when they were younger i want to say in the pre preteen pubescent 12 13 I could kind of tell who was being tortured at home believe it or not I mm. could tell a tortured child I could just look at a child and know they're being tortured cuz they got the same fuck they had the same fucking look I had this fucking I don't want to be on this fucking planet right now but I got to be here It's it's the weirdest thing and so a lot of times I'd find myself like you know it's not really about, it's just trying to make them understand, like, you know, if you want to talk, if you want to, I mean, I never, you know, they break down and cry, but do you get what I'm saying? Because they didn't really have their mom to speak to or their parents or uncle or whoever. And I don't know. I just wish we would be more. I know you said therapy, but I, I feel like those who have been through things are the ones that should be giving the therapy, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Right? Not this person that's went to Ivy League school sitting on a fucking couch charging me three fifty dollars an hour. <laughs> insurance does take, by the way they do take insurance, there's like a copay cool or something like that. But that was like many moons ago, like when I was younger and when I was in college that was a thousand years ago, people. And I remember going, and I remember the first you know the first fucking therapist told me oh, you want to be babied. Really? What? That's what we came up with. This is what we came up with, and guess what? I understand that the story of my mother turning seventeen and then having me—that was an issue. She was young. Her not feeding me for the first three days of my life because she didn't know how to breastfeed me. I understand that. I was starving. I was starving. Okay, I've been through some traumas. Some traumas that you know, think of grandma told me right. And so now I know why I feel the way I feel about food. It used to be, I, it was hard for me to eat food as a kid. Really hard. Now uh, I can't stop. I'm a monster. <laughs> I'm <laughs> stupid. Um, just certain things. And so, you know, when you're saying it to a psychiatrist, they're, they're telling you, you know, and if they are on that Freud shit, you know, if you're super clean, it means you want to play in shit. And if you're sloppy, it means and you fucking want to jerk off at the bus stop it's a, it's some weird fucking psycho psycho babble mind you i've got a bachelor's of psychology so believe me when they're telling me well i'm just looking at them like really we, we're gonna go by the book we're not gonna go by common sense okay but never like i said never been diagnosed never been said never been oh here's take some pills here's this here and plus i wouldn't have right but um but then I do remember being sick, going to the doctor, and then the doctor telling me, it's in your head. Here's some Prozac, here's some Paxil, here's some Bursa. And I'm like, no, 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 I didn't come here for this. I don't know what's wrong. I'm sick. Cause like I was really weak. Mm-hmm. No, we did your blood test. There's nothing wrong with your blood. You're healthy. It's in your head. No, no, no. This is not in my head. My head is clear. Do you get what I'm saying? I know myself, and then I remember, like, I, this, this, I remember going to my aunt work somewhere at a sonogram place. Granted, uh, I'm not supposed to. She kind of scanned me, couldn't take pictures, and she was like, "Girl, you got a whole grapefruit size, goddamn, malignant tumor." I oh wow! But. Again, the test didn't pr- pick it up. It didn't see the tumor. It didn't see. This thing pretended to be a part of my body. And when I had called, because I went to two doctors, I had called the black doctor, of course. I called and I said to him, I told you, you're telling me some shit about it. it's in my head. This is what I'm talking about. Because that's how they treat black women, right? You know, because now I, I wasn't going to call a white doctor. He don't care. I said, let me call a black doctor. So he now had to make up something and say, okay, let's we're going to say that side hurts. Do you get what I'm saying? And did da da, whatever, found out, took it out. This fucking huge monstrous thing inside of me. They, they literally cut me like um operation, by the way. So that's why I say it's so... The traumas we go through, whether it's uh, sickness or just what we've been through as a child or... Just what we go through every day trying to get through life. And I, I can't even imagine how much harder it is, you know, as a single parent, as a, a working mom, as somebody who's just trying to, you know, make ends meet. So don't beat up on yourself.
0: Right? No, I know. Because it's funny when you were mentioning about the therapy party saying that we should be the ones like who actually experience to be able to. To talk, you know, to listen to someone else and, you know, give that type of support or give advice or just even to listen. Because when the incident happened to me last year, when the guy who I was talking to attacked me, um... I forgot it was Safe Horizon and I ended up speaking to someone because you know how it goes they were like you know if you want to talk to about... some my friends because my friends too and I'm one of those people I'm thinking like at times I have moments where I was like I really don't even think I really need therapy sometimes because when it came time for the guy to talk to me and he was asking me questions and I'm over here to the point where I already know so much that I'm over here telling him well I already know what's wrong with me And either what I can work on or what I'm going through because I'm just thinking like, I don't even need this guy right now. Like, I already know everything that I'm going through and what he's probably going to say or what he thinks can make it better. And I'm like, I already know all this. I don't even think I even need it. For some reason after that, he just um, stopped calling because this is, of course, you know, during COVID. So everything was done over the phone. But I was just like... In my mind, I was like, I didn't really need him. So now...
1: Now, uh-huh. p- question: When w- that domestic dispute you went through, were you able to? <sighs> it's personal. Were you able to fight back, or you just was so shocked?
0: No, when it happened, I, I was, I was shocked because I'm over here um, thinking, you know, here I am, someone who, who was an instructor for like self-defense and i'm just in my mind but even though i'm thinking to myself i had to take time and remind myself you know what what you did was actually perfectly fine and it was okay because at times i'm thinking like i was like i didn't even fight this guy back with so many things that they taught me of what to do i was like i did nothing but then i'm thinking about it and i was just like you know what i defended myself in my own way you don't even know like I was sitting there thinking like should I take this thing right now and hit him with this over his head but then I was just kind of like if I felt that if I did something extreme guess who would be the one in trouble me not him yeah he'll get in trouble but not as much as me it depends on the route that I take it you know what I mean for me wanting to defend myself because of what I've already been through and I was just like this is what this asshole is going to do to me right now so I'm just kind of like yeah well
1: i mean i do want to say this that you know sometimes when you look back at stuff you think to yourself okay i I did what i could and you know you you end up going back in a time machine i've been i've been there i dated someone perfectly fine seemed confident one day we're somewhere he's drunk we're in the car he backhands me well angie can I tell you how that shit took me? I have never, I've seen it on Lifetime. I've never experienced it. I was like, did this mother, and it was crazy because a police officer kind of pulls us over because we're like, the way he was driving was erratic because he was, he was drunk. And the officer asked me, is everything okay? As I'm sitting there with half my eye closed, I said, everything's fine, officer. Because I knew he hated the police, and here I was defending this black man (laughs) right and i was like he he carried on like a monster after wait he was normal when the police came oh yes sir no sir right and all that shit went out the window all that angry shit as soon as the cop left he went right back to his retarded shit and i was like bro i just saved you from going to jail like really We can't just call us just get me home right and so the second time this was like christmas angie Angie, this this thing only happened once a year, so when it showed up, it was like a, a gift from hell. And when he hit me that second time, oh, we was like Ike and Tina in the limo. Mm. Oh no, 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 no! I didn't take a defense course like you, but I know about digging somebody's eyes out, ripping their hair off, I fucking, just trying to get flesh. I want a pound of your flesh. You want mine? I want yours. That's a, it was like, a, I was a part of me that all the trauma I went through as a child and I couldn't stand up and I couldn't fight anyone and I had to suffer. I'm a fucking adult. You're going to put your fucking hands on me? Are you fucking out of your mind? Do I look like your fucking pick me? Do I look like your fucking child? You're, you're I wasn't even worried about going to jail. Give me the key. I will let myself in. And I think that second time, I stood up for myself, and now he would fuss about that. Oh, you don't even know how to behave. You want to hit back. Oh, yeah. You you think you're going to hit me, and I ain't going to hit you back? You think I was group in the streets of Brooklyn, and I'm supposed to let you hit? You fucking crazy. It's bad enough. But <laughs> parents used to fucking beat me, and I had to take it. You know what I'm saying? And the shit that I went through. And then I remember saying to myself, listen. You can't put your hands on me. I'm not your child. And plus, if we had children, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't even beat my children like this. Girl, Angie, by the third time, because there was a third time, he, he, he moved it up a little bit, girl. He raised the stakes. You know when motherfuckers put the little black chip on top of the black chip? This time, he's arguing with me. And what does he do? He doesn't, he doesn't go to hit me because he knows I'm hitting back. He pulls out a gun, Angie. Mm. Well Angie Here's what he didn't know about Cindy Ashby I ain't afraid to die Cause I done been through some shit And that was like the most obvious thing To me And I remember him pulling out the gun And I remember saying to him Cause he the, he was holding out in front of me Like he was a menace to society What the fuck And I went up to him And I picked up his hand And I put the gun up to my head And I said I don't want you to miss Because God forbid you would miss, and I got to come back to this. Nah, you got to make sure if you're going to fucking kill me, you got to kill me the right way. And guess what? Bonus round. When they're fucking you in the ass in prison, I want you to remember this moment. You know what he told me? Man, he put the gun down so fast. he said, Bitch, you crazy. <laughs> and that was the last time. That was the last <laughs> time. Because it was like, what else is there to do with me? Because at this point, you I know, let him know. Like, listen, I love you, but... You doing too much And I know you seen your Your mama on crack I know your daddy And and her ex And the ex Stepmother used to beat him With the frying pan I didn't grow up With this shit I seen uh, 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 I seen two People argue I seen the man Kind of leave To get some air And I seen him come back And they made up I ain't hear no slapping I ain't hear no kicking. I ain't hear no You know they would it was like a muffle yell because they'd be in the room and close the door because they did not want to stay here but you could still hear them fighting that's what i was used to i'm not used to somebody putting a foot in my fucking ass okay not even if i was working a job i'm not used to that shit you not gonna? no do you get what i'm saying it got to the point where i said "Nah, fuck that i'm an adult you don't you don't pay my bills Even if you did, and I understood why there were women who were in relationships that got their ass kicked every day because they was on that Ralph Cramden shit where they had to stay home with their, you know, cook and clean, and you can't go nowhere. And lo and behold, if you was born before a certain time, you ain't had no social security number because you wasn't working. So I get it. You got to stay there and get your ass kicked. My grandmother used to say that. I used to feel bad for Miss Betsy. Miss Betsy used to get her ass kicked every day. And let me tell you, do you know what Miss Betsy did when her husband died? She had a fucking celebration. (laughs) Now, how he died, nobody knows. This is before True ID or ID channel. <laughs> she might have poisoned him with some soup every day. It is what it is. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you don't have anywhere to run. But we're in a different society. If you got to put your hands on somebody, if you got to mentally, emotionally do that shit to somebody, you're a whole fucking piece of shit. This is beyond the oppressor that people talk about this is be this is some other shit you got your own demons that's a form of mental illness i think the fact that you <laughs> feel the need to beat on someone damn near big person like oh, i just hate it i just hate it i hate that and i hate the whole the, the child molestation and the 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 child abuse and the the human trafficking and the the, the you know what i'm saying the the pimps up holes that all that sh- i just hate it I just hate that people are parasites and that's what I think that's how I see mental it's just a parasitic cycle of shit and so when you were talking I just was hoping that you weren't like feeling like you did anything wrong you know what I'm saying to to break the ice because this is an inappropriate joke right now to tell what did the man tell his wife with two black eyes.
0: Oh no! I don't
1: know. He didn't tell her anything because he told her twice already. Remember, she got two black eyes. No. <laughs> yeah, misogyny at its finest. Yeah. Uh, so, only, <laughs> yeah, shit like that. So.
0: But it's, 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 it's funny that you mentioned that because at times I'm I would think, too, because I'm like, the fact of other people's behavior and to the extent when it comes to the things they do, especially when it comes to them being abusive, you're wondering, like, what happened to you that you're this kind of person now? And I used to get mad about stuff like that, just like we're talking about. It's like, I've been through shit, too. I've been through a lot of fucked up shit. And and I wasn't out there, you know what I'm saying, doing the same thing to somebody else. So I'm like, so... And even when I did see this whole domestic violence it wasn't to the point where I was just like hey maybe whenever I meet a guy I should go and start fucking him up I wasn't thinking about none of that shit I wasn't thinking like oh it's being done to me let me do this to somebody else you know what I mean and it's crazy I don't know I mean I've seen women of course you know fight back or or be the one sometimes because it's not only just men but I've seen the fact that even women would do that to men too but it's just like again it's kind of like I've, it's I've, a sickness it's it's definitely
1: a sickness because honestly anyone you only get older to be in a relationship so you and that person can feel good together and you could build and you could bond together if you're doing anything else go fucking throw yourself in a fucking hole somewhere and die Stop, don't bring misery to other people And so when you're saying that No I, I, I totally get it Now I did have the same thing Because a lot of times I would hold back When he would get upset and he would curse me out Because he would curse me out before the hand till he got all handsy and shit and I would bite my tongue because I was like, oh, he's suffering through this and he's stressed. And I was like a whole white woman, girl. And he's he's going through so much. And I I just have to just deal with it. I'm going to I want it to be that, you know, because I know what it's like to be under pressure. But then it was like, you're taking liberties now. You're 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 beyond. It's not even is it abuse. It's abuse, but it's abuse. It's a premeditated type of shit. You knew he was going to kick my ass today, huh? <laughs> sounds fucked up. You knew he was going to kick my I, I didn't know I was going to fight today. I didn't know I had to get in the fucking ring today. God damn, I wish somebody would have told me. I had something to eat. I had some starch. I had more water. Do you get what I'm saying? And I think for me, um... <sighs> I think for me, did now when you had that issue, did you guys break up right away or did it take something else?
0: Oh, no, not me. And that's what I'm saying when, just like we you're talking about, it's like one time was good enough for me. There was no coming back. I made sure that I went to the police. I mean, I have a restraining order and everything. I wasn't playing. Like, I'm, I'm, you know what it is? Like what we're talking about. I feel like once, once you go through something, it kind of changes you. You're kind of like, oh, like this bullshit again? Yeah, I, I'm i not gonna, this is not gonna, like I said, this is not gonna be something that's going to, to become a little pattern. I'm not gonna continue. One time for me was good enough. Once that happened, I made sure that I made sure this motherfucker was nuts. And some of them are crazy too. I was like, make sure that he would never try to fucking communicate with me again. But I've had moments where guys have done some real fucked up shit. And I'll be here next to you know, here these motherfuckers are coming to say hi. Like, what are you saying hi for? I wouldn't even answer them anyway, even when they would message me. Cause it's like, you're fucking crazy. You, cause you're triggered.
1: It, you remember what that last person did. And you go, this is what happened right before I got the fucking Chuck Norris. Oh, 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 no, no, no. When, I don't, I didn't like it the first time. Why would I like it this time? <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? And I know I'm laughing and shit because sometimes you gotta laugh, from crying. And, um... <laughs> So, no, I totally get that. Me, I didn't really, um, I didn't bow out so great uh, because I wanted to be supportive, even though he wasn't being supported. because I knew he'd been through so much trauma. I went through mine, but who cares about my trauma? And then it got to the point where I knew all his traumas. He knew all my traumas. And then when it was time to argue, girl, why this man would pull out all my traumas and throw them at me? <laughs> girl 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 it it was at a level of like i remember one time he was like that's why you was molested i was like how is that even an argument i said you know i said to him
2: "What? what is wrong
1: with you you're not even fighting like a normal man you go to something that happened to me when i was eight years old you're going you you're fighting that bitch you're no better than the mother than the predator This is what you come at me with? I haven't cheated on you. I haven't done anything fucked up to you. You go and you dig at some shit that happened to me when I was eight. What kind of fucking. I don't know who he's with today. But God bless whoever that is. Okay. Because honestly. Was he a horrible person? The more that I think about it was. I think it was my need to. Somebody to see somebody broken as much as I was broken. I thought I was home. Only to find out, no, I wasn't home. I was in the depths of fucking purgatory somewhere, and I just had to claw my fucking way out, you know. Because you don't. What's that thing? Once a man, twice a child. I ain't even that age yet. I tell everybody I'm a thousand now, but at the end of the day, I'm not a. I'm. I'm not going through the shit I went through as a kid. You ain't. You're not gonna beat on me. We're not gonna do that. You're not going to sexually fucking, oh, my God, we're not doing that. I'm grown. And I understand when you're a kid, you're not supposed to go through that. But guess what? Children go through that shit. So be mindful when you get in a relationship with someone that, yeah, they are mentally ill or people with extra parasites or entities that, that never healed. And I don't think you could ever really heal, Angie. Do you feel no. like you've healed? not completely no i i haven't and i've i've gone to therapy or every once in a while when we like you know these moments where i sit and we're having these conversations this is good this is good this will help someone do mm-hmm. i ever feel like i'll no but what i do know is that if i don't know anything else what i do know is that On some, like, I know people say they protect their child every day. You got a bunch of six-year-olds getting shot out here and people going, I don't know why he got 10K. I would be outside that man's house. I'm letting y'all know right now. Somebody hurts my child. And there was a fire, it's me I'm on record, okay I'm on record, I'm letting everybody know There's just certain shit, like when it comes to my kids Because I went through it I don't want them to go through certain things Now can I stop everything? No broken hearts No someone cheating on them? No I can't, but as far as putting the hands And not laying in hands Like praying Putting the
0: hands, oh
1: hell to the no I can Tina baby I can Tina (laughs)
0: <laughs> I noticed I noticed that was something else that I I noticed about myself for the fact of what I went through between the both the sexual and the domestic where it was like having kids that that changed so much because I feel like I was already on some like I don't, I'm trying to figure out the word because it was more like. Making sure that I was protecting them, but the way I would come out was so completely different because I was so like <sighs> between passionate, but at the same time, it would come overbearing, being like mad. Because sometimes I would tell my kids, like I was like, "Look, you don't you don't have to be afraid. Just just tell me," and and I would come out like that because I'm thinking to myself, the way I raised them, I felt like I kind of did something to them as well. And it wasn't in a way like I wanted it to because I felt like what I was what I was doing wasn't really helping either because at times I would notice even my kids were scared and then my mind is like, oh my God, no, this is not what I wanted. I didn't want them to, to feel like that now where it's like, here's mommy talking, but mommy's not talking and to the, commun- communicating to them in a way that it was just like, look, I'm here, whatever you need and this is the type of stuff that if somebody does do this to you, whatever... I need you to let me know, but they weren't. Did you? You felt like you
1: stifled them. Were you stifling them?
0: I think that's what I feel about it a lot of times. Where I'm just like, oh my god, because I feel like that pattern from like every time I think about it, it was just like it sucks. Because you know, in my mind, I was just like, because I went through it, I wanted to make sure that I stopped, and I and I wanted to to like. Discontinue that cycle but for some reason it still happened anyway and i was just like oh my god and i think that's what made me even more angry because i was like what the fuck i was like everything that i was trying to do was also to help prevent any of this from happening but it still happened anyway you know what i mean and that's the crazy part where i'm just like oh my god I think I think I, I
1: I didn't stifle minds What I did was I said listen This is not correct this is wrong Go out there chop him in the throat Kick him in the balls go <laughs> I, oh, I just no. was like nah fuck it Just go out there and just fuck people up It's okay I'll make sure we get enough bail money Like I tell him all the time You rock that bank you let me know Cause I'm your alibi I don't care and I, Like I'm serious That's how I feel I'm the kind of person that, Angie, I love you. You killed someone. Tell me where the body's buried because I know you were upset. I will take it up. I will put the body somewhere else. And I won't even tell you where it's at in case they give you a lie detector test. That's how much love I have. Like when I love somebody, I love them. I love them to the end. So sometimes when you are invaded by an idiot and they come in your life and they take it for granted and they abuse and use you up. And Do you get what I'm saying? And then you feel like, don't ever feel like you're losing your self-worth because you're still amazing. Do you get what I'm saying? That was oh, it. That's no. their loss. That's their loss.
0: That's what I'm saying. Since my friends like think I, that I need therapy, but I'm like, no. I feel like I know a lot, but it just sucks because and then I try to think about it. I was like, it's fucking life. It sucks the shit that we go through. But it is life and it's really fucked up because I'm kind of like, it it took, like I said, it took time for me to get to that point where I'm at now where I'm just like, like I said, that one time you put your hands on me, is good enough. That one time is fine. The fact that I'm like, I have to, I tell myself like, yeah, you know what? You are fucking worth it. You are awesome. You're amazing. I have to tell myself that shit. Cause like I said, ain't nobody else going to say it for me. And I don't, nobody should say it for me because I have to be the one to fucking believe whatever I say about myself. You know what I mean?
1: Angie, you're amazing. I love you. Later. (laughs)
0: Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, but it, it sucks. I mean, it takes time. And just like what you were saying, I, you know how much the world would be a different place. It would make so much sense. Like I said, people who—I I mean, there are people out there who probably experienced it But I mean, if it's more of that, people to be there, like I said, to to, to listen. listen. There it goes the double echo. <laughs> um, you know, to 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 be there and, and be supportive. I mean, I feel like things would be so much different. And like I said, it just sucks because when you were talking about the fact of knowing what he went through his stuff. And again, even I was trying to be that very uh, I've done it to many people, whether even if they weren't an abuser, even if there was somebody who could have been bipolar, anything that I I can think of when you're sitting there trying to be understanding and trying to be like, why are you like that? Like, what happened to you? Like, you know, yeah, it is fucked up, but not like you were talking about like now you're trying to do this shit to me like what like no i'm sorry it gets to the point where now i'm just kind of like i sympathize but after that i'm like yeah i'm gonna go this way because i know where this is gonna go but i'm like i'm sorry this happened to you it's kind of fucked up but you're not going to continue your shit with me or think that you're going to take me any lower, that shit's not going to happen. Cause that's, that's, that's how much time it's taken me. I didn't even fucking need therapy. It took for me to get to that point where I was just like, yeah, this is where we at now. So, but yes, um, you know, uh, I just know that even though I noticed we were talking about, Domestic violence, which, of course, and the sexual abuse, those are our other episodes that I'm definitely going to talk about because I feel like for anybody out there, I know we just talked about a little bit, but I just know that there's more to talk about. So I already see we kind of went over, but, you know, so we're already at the end of the show. So I just want to say, you know, thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Check us out on thewakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. You can catch replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening to Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Shout out again to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tune in next week on the Wake Up Radio at 9 p.m. for another segment of Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. And again, I always want to say, you know, thank you that I also found a platform. Again, like I said, I have no problem Ever talking about anything that I've been through because like I said someone out there is listening it's helping someone and maybe it'll get someone to actually decide to just come out and talk about whatever they're going through so again remember life is too short enjoy life to the fullest good night until next time always
2: gone and she never met her daddy. Part of her is missing and nobody will listen. Mama's on drugs, getting high up in the kitchen. Bring it home in the different hours of the night. Starting with some laughs, usually ending in a fight. Sneaking in a room when her mama's knocked out. Trying to have his way and little Lisa says, ouch. She- hey, you're Rima Karama here with a quick infomercial. And I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in Fedbook jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or posts and they never get blocked but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars but You don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Urema Karam app tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima karama and I approve this message. Look it up.
1: Individual.
2: Thanks for keeping the lights on, Dianne. Ashby
1: production. Production. Production.
2: production. On the wake up.